Welcome. This is Realtors from the Garage, our newest episode. Uh, today we are going to do our buyer series. In our buyer series, we are going to hit on siding. What kind of siding are we going to hit on there, Scott? Well, uh, we hit as many as we could here. Vinyl, aluminum, steel siding, wood, uh, LP smart, cement board or hardy board, uh, stone veneer, stucco, and then a couple others that uh, you might run into. Perfect. All right, Joel, let's run into the first one here, which was vinyl on my list. Uh, do you want to start? Sure. Uh, vinyl siding. Uh, probably the most cost-effective uh, way of uh, siding your house. Um, it probably has two different versions, right? You have probably, actually three. Three, three yeah. right? So you have your lowest cost-effective one, and it's probably the most 10 to 15 year before it starts having issues. And then you have your probably 15 to 25 year um, version, and then you have the insulated one, which, do you know how, how long that usually lasts? Oh, I don't know if you get extended time on it, but the big upside to that is the energy efficiency. There's an extra layer of foam on the back of the siding right. that adds additional insulation and actually uh, adds a little bit to the durability because uh, as it's exposed to sun, kind of holds its shape a little bit better. Yeah. And what about, about other issues you run into? Well, I, as you and I started talking about vinyl, it's, it's probably the most prevalent. I think uh, even on uh, houses with different fronts on it, we'll notice uh, usually vinyl siding on three of the four sides. Right. Uh, I think the biggest one I notice is when it's exposed to the sun on the south side of the house, tends to see a little more uh, fading. It's affected by UV. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also talked about with that UV, it tends to get a little more brittle. Uh, more Riddle, susceptible discolor too it starts to change color so if you have a blue dark blue siding especially if you're using the dark colors it will probably turn out to be a lighter blue by the time five years goes go by and the issue with that is if you go to replace a portion of it right you've got some sitting up in the rafters in the garage uh, we've all seen it you walk in the garage there's a box of leftover siding mm-hmm. uh, you replace that piece it's never gonna color match right right yeah well, then the other side of it, too, is so you have to talk about the south side, which is the extra sun. Let's talk about the north side. So the north side Great point. doesn't get as much sun, and especially in the spring and the fall, will show uh, more of a dampness, and then we'll have that kind of mildewy mold-type look to it. So you need to use that house wash to get that off, and it will help. Uh, but it'll come back every every year pretty much. I think on the installation portion, you and I talked about this as being some of the biggest cons. Sometimes uh, you'll pull back usually a seam. You can kind of look back behind the siding. And the thing you and I are looking for is a... OSB or... A vapor barrier, vapor barrier. covering the OSB, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the idea. Yeah. Uh, the big issue, uh, wind, rain, uh, driving rain can get in on one of those seams get back behind that vinyl siding and if there's not a vapor barrier to catch that water before it hits the osb um so let's let's talk about what a vapor barrier is okay so vapor barrier is um what's hoping to protect the what's behind it from moisture so it's either some kind of like a, a wrap of some kind so it's plastic kind of barrier there that's causing this stopping the water to go into it um, taking the next step into the interior. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Because the material you use underneath the siding um, it can either be um, good for um, taking on moisture or bad, 
right? In these pretty common use OSB or some type of material that's kind of put together because it's cheap to put on the house. As a sheathing. As a sheathing, yeah. right? Right. You put it on the, on the wood uh, before they put siding on. Yeah. So uh, from an inspection standpoint or viewing a home, sometimes you'll see uh, Joe or myself kind of sometimes look uh, you hope to look behind it before you get to the inspection. Right. I, I notice it more in 80s, 90s construction where um, older construction with the uh, vinyl siding. And I, I think one of the other issues we run into is it's a product that a homeowner can install themselves, mm-hmm. which it's that step then that gets skipped. They're putting new siding on over the weekend, maybe didn't pull a permit. And uh, there wasn't someone checking to make certain there's a vapor barrier because the old the old installation of the last um, siding didn't need that or wasn't requiring that, and uh, so they just thought they could put it over top of it. Yeah, so I think we spend more time on this vinyl here just because it is pretty prevalent. So before we finish up vinyl, uh, a couple things. You had a story, but more importantly, I think I see it uh, a lot. We're out on the back patio or uh, deck. And you look over at the vinyl siding, you can see it's melted in one spot. And it's it's indicative of somebody that started the grill, it was a little too close to the house, and melted the siding. Uh, it's tough to see, uh, but I, you see it a lot. And of course, you got buyers look at it and you go, how do you fix that? Well, I mean, those pieces need to come out. New pieces need to go in. Probably not going to color match, so... Probably best to go from uh, grade or wherever it's set up all the way back up if you're going to fix it properly, I think. If you're going to fix it, a lot of times you see it's just left that way. It doesn't really affect the usefulness of it. Usually it's just not a... Not <clears throat> Aesthetically, it's not very pleasing. Right. But you had a great story about uh, siding, vinyl siding, and again, heat affecting it. Yeah, so this one's uh, on the same storyline of what Scott was talking about, UV light. But this is UV light coming off, off as a magnifying glass. So this house that we were, we were looking at, it had unique melting that Scott was just mentioning, kind of like grills. But it wasn't, you know, three feet off the ground. It was 10, 12, 14 feet off the ground on a two-story. And you're like, how does that happen? Yeah. Was there a fire? Yeah. Like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we started looking at it further and like, look, realizing that the sunlight is reflecting off the neighbor's window just at the right pitch and hitting the their house at that location and it's it, it's been magnifying glass yeah and it's melting and it was like in three places which is super unique uh, different times of the year and day probably hitting it and melted the heck out of it yeah so it was definitely a unique situation that's pretty cool and again that goes back to those atypical stories where you're like what the hell happened there and you want to kind of solve the riddle yeah and uh turns out yeah neighbors windows are a magnifying glass right right and that could be something that could happen at any house but it also depends on how the builder builds houses you know so we got a lot to cover so (laughs) we'll head to the next one here all right well how about we jump into our next uh style uh we got steel and aluminum siding yeah oh i a couple uh positives uh pros it's durable um, most times it's insulated, so there's usually uh, that foam that we talked about mm-hmm. on the backside. You can feel it when you actually go up and push on it, whether that foam's on it or not, just by how rigid it is. Mm-hmm. And then the last real pro I kind of had was, uh, it's kind of a con. If you, It usually comes with a pre-finish, so it's pretty durable. Right. Uh, it's, again, susceptible to UV. Very susceptible. Yeah. Uh, I think you have it on your house. So. My house. Um 
and then uh, so if you do end up painting it you're kind of stuck continuing to paint it correct yeah uh, uh, the only other uh, well I'll get into my only con, but go ahead if you had anything. Well, I just want to add that it is a very durable product, yeah. you know, in terms of wear and tear. It's not going to blow away in the wind like vinyl might. Um, it's going to take hail well if you get hit with hail. Um, it'll take rocks if you get shot up from your lawnmower well kind of thing. But that kind of leads back to one of its cons, which right. is that it does dent. It does dent. Yeah. Um, but so it doesn't break. It doesn't break. Uh, you know, uh, insurance claims, hail damage... You know, uh, you get these little tiny pockmarks on it. It's funny, a lot of times a seller is unaware that there's hail damage on it until someone kind of points it out just because you got to look, especially if it's steel versus aluminum. You really got to, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. You see it. So I think that's a, a good spot to move on to our next one. All right, now we're let's hit on uh, some wood type sidings, and there's a couple different versions of wood you're going to run into. Um, Scott, oh, right into uh, well, I I see cedar and pine lat type siding is kind of the most prevalent, at least in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the uh, upsides to wood clearly it's it's durable, it looks nice. Most products are made to look like wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's probably one of the upsides. Cedar tends to be less susceptible to rot, but again, mm-hmm. you want to be able to protect it either with stain or paint. Right. So uh, it's a surface that requires probably the most amount of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say definitely, again, on that north and south side of the house where we get too much sun or not enough sun. Um, what do you want to add? Well, I, I wanted to add about, first, cedar. You know, I also needed to at least discuss cedar shakes. The shakes are going to be uh, a different take a different paint in a different way, stain in a different way. Um, they'll last a long time. Yeah. But you So know, I had a cedar house. I yeah. mean, I'd have to reseal. It was beautiful when it was done, mm-hmm. but it was about every third year. If anyone's had a, a wood fence, a raw wood cedar fence, it's about every three years. Uh, you'd have to restain it to give it that bright, beautiful look. Right. Uh, get that dead layer of paint off and reseal it. And that, and that leads into the idea that you got to paint um, wood siding. Depends on what side of the house you're looking at. Three to six years, it's got to have a full paint job. Or if you are in the one side of it, if one side of things, you just paint one side every year. Yeah, uh, a great rotation to it. And right. again, if you're painting from corner to corner, if anyone's in a room right now, you look at that corner... It may be white all the way across your wall, but when you look at that corner and where it meets, it actually looks like two different shades of white, but our eye doesn't pick up the color different, the a gradient difference. Correct. So uh, that's where people get away with painting one side of the house. Typically the south side, I, I find where it takes the most amount of sun, but probably the side that's most important to keep painted is that north side of the house where it doesn't get as much sun. So making certain that you're uh, uh, protecting that wood. I think one of the other downsides uh, clearly is cost. The mm-hmm. reason why people kind of stay away from it is the cost and the maintenance involved in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should also talk about the north side too, getting back to that again, is that's usually you might find where you might see more bugs intrusion because of its, its dampness. And so you might find that's the side where you might find some woodpeckers visiting more often. Yeah, they can hear the bugs under that siding. Yeah. At least that's what I've been told. They can hear it. And yeah. They, start pecking the hell out of your house <laughs> i think the other issue we run into with uh wood as a uh exterior product is on soffits and eaves and you and i kind of talked about that a little bit 
Um, again, it's a horizontal surface, which tends to be more susceptible to making certain you're, you're preventing uh, water intrusion. Mm -hmm. um, it tends to be shaded. Mm -hmm. So again, the, the paint surface tends to not last as long. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you don't like that maintenance, uh, sometimes wood might not be the best uh, product. Correct, and then for like windows, you would then turn into wrapping the windows to, some, to that extent, and that would help you from having to maintain those sills. Sure, yeah, you'll see aluminum wrap around the windows, which is great from a, ma a maintenance standpoint because I would find uh, any wood surface, the Mendota house I owned, uh, around the windows, around uh, garage trim, where snow kind of sits until you, you bang it with the shovel and take off that paint surface. Mm -hmm. uh, it was yearly maintenance around that garage trim. Mm -hmm. And, the, and then let's let's talk about older houses real quick. I wanted to hit on that if you had a turn-of-the-century house and you have that wood uh, one-inch by two-inch siding and those tend to be painted every almost two to three years because of how many layers of paint they ended up having on top of them. Sure. Um, that's something I think that, that some people aren't attuned to right away until they see it. But it sure is pretty when you it paint it. It sure is pretty. Those <laughs> are some gorgeous houses. Yeah. So that'll have us transition uh, right into our next one, which is uh, LP Smart. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I noted on it, it's got a 50-year warranty, um, but the product's relatively new. It's been around 20 years. They started using it on sheds and trim stuff for exterior. Um, so it's, it's by 20-year standard, it's a relatively new material, but it's at least got 20 years of history. Right. Um, I, uh, so made out of uh, resins, wax, uh, wood. But mostly product. wood with this kind of special way they put it together with this wax and resins. Which is to be dis uh, something completely different from some of the press board wood that we'll talk about later. But right. uh, do you have anything to add on the LP product? No, it looks great. They did a, a good job in making it look like wood so it doesn't you know, look something, like something completely different. Yep. Um, I think the biggest negative is it's the unknowns. Yeah, and I, I twenty years. I mean, it's a good sample size, but they get a fifty-year warranty and a product that's twenty years old. So, uh, I think one of the other advantages to it is it comes in sixteen-foot boards, uh, so you have potentially a lot less seams yeah. on the uh, side of your house. A little more pliable too. Yeah. You know, uh, I think you know if looking at you know cost effectiveness, you know, it's probably right in the middle of you know the most expensive to the least expensive yeah it's cheaper than wood uh but that's going to get us to our next one which i think we'll just roll right into yeah which is that cement fiber board or a lot of people know it a, a product by the name of hardy board yeah yeah, yeah that's the, the brand name that everyone hears so uh you know it's durable once it's installed i think is a, a good way to put it i mean as far as uh, cost for like lp versus hardy board a uh, big chunk is uh, installation because you've got to have someone that knows what they're doing. You need uh, a crew. You need to have two people working on one piece at a time. It's a heavy, heavier material, hence it comes in smaller boards, 12-foot boards, I believe. So uh, you have more seams, uh, but it's also, um, you know, it's, it's durable once it's installed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the reason why you have to have a special crew is that, uh, you know, when you're cutting... Uh, pieces. Uh, it's it's not just a standard saw. They're using uh, specialty cuts on it, and uh, that runs with a 30-year warranty. And I think it's been around. Yeah, uh, probably 
it's been more pervasive now, but it's been around at least that 30-year cycle. You see it on some really nice houses, and it really does show well. It's It stands up to the, the test of time in our weather patterns. Um, I think it's a, it's a good product. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, one of the things to note about a hardy board, not that a homeowner can't install it themselves, but... Uh, probably uh, shouldn't it should be especially from a warranty standpoint it typically has to be installed by someone that's certified to install it so I think you know one of the pieces to add with both LP smart and uh, the cement fiber or hardy board is most of them do come with a pre-finish on it uh, which I've seen looks very durable Um, you know one of the things I noted on the LP smart is if it does come raw uh, the warranty's voided if it's not painted after 180 days, which is a pretty big deal. And, and again, with Hardy Board, if you don't get that factory finish on it, uh, you're stuck painting <clears throat> again. And my understanding, it holds paint pretty well. Right. Uh, but to not pay for the factory finish might be uh, more of a maintenance type issue too. And it's been kind of put out there that both of these have been uh, the idea of maintenance free. Um, yeah. to, to a certain extent, yeah. right? You paint them once, and they should be good for the next 10 to 15 years, possibly. That's yeah. the idea. Well, the factory finish, I've seen some that, I mean, it's original finish on it. So, that's great. Yeah. So uh, then uh, we'll transition to the next one. All right. Well, I think we should uh, hit on the next one, which is uh, stone and veneer. So yeah. um, I think you mostly see this in the front of a house. Right? You don't yeah. see this in the side in the back of the house, but usually it's the made the uh, make the front of the house look nice and pretty. Yeah, dressier. Yeah, dressier. So yeah. it's it's made of that cement and stones that were put in together with it and it still has that, that um vapor barrier behind it. Yeah. Um is there any, any um negatives that come from this? Well, uh it's probably one of the more expensive finishes. Um again, uh you know, uh as low maintenance as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um I think the big thing I notice on it, uh, typically there tends to be a sill plate kind of mm-hmm. above it and just making certain that there's flashing on it so that there's uh, moisture not getting behind it, especially in our climate. Uh, you get water back behind something like stone, and uh, we hit a freeze-thaw cycle, and it can rip it apart. Right. So right. Um, so I'm always, once I see the flashing, I'm pretty cool with yeah, everything going on there. Yeah. When I see the the caulk on the top, uh, then you know I'm paying a little more attention. Right, and you're watching to see if it, any kind of deterioration in some of the of the um, cement that's there, and to see if it's falling apart. If there is some holes or some kind of you know breaking in some of that, then you start questioning you know the durability of it, the sure. how long it might last. Yeah, there's some cheap stuff. I mean, I've seen stuff out there that's made to look like the stone veneer, but it's a vinyl. Right. Right. So. Um, which again, a big vinyl surface, then you're back to cracking and moisture intrusion. So so that'll take us to uh, stucco, which is, uh, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to say our most expensive, but you know, pricing I've seen is between $15, $20 a square foot. Again, we tend to see it, uh, if we do run into it now on some of the newer homes, you're seeing it just on the front and then vinyl usually on the other three yeah, sides. Just like veneers. Yeah, but the, uh, working in this uh, area in St. Paul, we see a lot of, uh, you, I think, called it old stucco. Um, <laughs> yeah. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so maybe like the, what we can call it the old stucco or the original maintenance-free stucco that we can we can go that way. Yeah. Um, 
it was a great product back in the t- in the day. It was probably more uh, 30s, 40s, 50s. You probably saw a lot of the time of it. Yeah, I'd see it uh, from 20s all the way up to uh, through the 50s, uh, a, a lot in this area. And I, the one nice thing about that stucco is that uh, the houses were less energy efficient, so there was space for that stucco to kind of breathe. So if any moisture did get behind it, uh, as long as the stucco wasn't painted, uh, the walls could breathe. And again, it wasn't as energy efficient, but it was a very healthy, uh, breathable house right right um, well in that in that same transition let's talk about what what new stucco means well s- see this is where you and i kind of differed a little bit you called uh new stucco <laughs> and then uh there's that era of stucco i don't know if you want to hit on uh Eifs, i think you called it Eifis. Uh, yeah Eifis. um where stucco uh it was a a new product which it's not what's new new today but uh, it was a new product that uh, they were trying to uh, work with, trying to make the stucco uh, waterproof. And energy efficient. And energy efficient. So um, we had a situation where the stucco didn't breathe. Uh, if there was any water intrusion around windows, uh, it kind of got back behind it and then was trapped there. Yep. Um, so I note it more in kind of that mid to late 90s through about 2001, maybe 2002. Yep. Uh, the manufacturers at the time were uh, trying to blame insulation, uh, the installers, and uh, it just, it, it, it hadn't been perfected yet. Again, it was a new product, uh, it was on a lot of homes. Yeah. Um, well, we, we can... We can also talk about, you know, we'll get more details of this later when we talk about different eras of homes, but the 90s and the 80s, uh, but this was the 90s, is more of an experimentation of certain types of how this is going to work, how this is going to fit, and we weren't sure how, how it was going to end up. Some of these products, like Stucco, was an amazing product back in the day. They brought it back because it looks great, um, but it wasn't quite right in how they're trying to make it energy efficient plus um, give that that it was a good idea gone wrong right yeah. right but now they've they've the last you know 15 20 years they've made the product uh, they figured out the issue and i don't think i've seen many issues with the new stucco these days no not as much but you're still dealing with the cost standpoint yep. of installation uh so it's a, well it's a lot more maintenance to or understand me it's a lot more labor to put it up yeah because it isn't just a board another board another board nail it down yeah you know, it takes a lot more of that specialty crew in there. One, I think one of the issues we run into with uh, stucco too is, uh, you know, especially on a lot of the older homes in this area, uh, you'll run into where they painted it. Yep. Um, uh, you know, the the ways of changing color or freshening up your stucco was either to stain it or to redash mm-hmm. the stucco, which is basically just coming back through and putting an additional layer of uh, sand and concrete mix back over the top of it. And uh, I don't know, did you want well, anything to well, add there? Well, I wanted to add that, that the reason why people have, have known to paint or, you know, kind of make the adjustments because stucco can have a dirty look to it. Yeah. It makes you feel like, oh, my house is dirty. But really, it's not dirty. That's just the way the stucco is supposed to be. Porous. It's porous, yeah. yeah. You know, and so they wanted to paint it, give, bring back some life to it. Well, yeah. if you painted, now it's not maintenance-free anymore. Yeah. Now you're painting it every five, ten years like everyone else. Yeah. Well, it tends to be porous enough. I, I notice that you'll notice it kind of uh, crack and peel in certain spots. and But it's it holds paint, at least that first layer 
a little better than um, uh, wood. Oh, yeah, it definitely yeah. does. All right, Joel, and then uh, we wanted to hit on uh, two last products here that I think, uh, you know, they're not in production anymore, but they're still products that we run into in both Ramsey and Dakota, well, Ramsey, Hennepin County for one, and the suburbs for the other, if you want to go ahead. And yeah, yeah. First, uh, I think you, you see more in the suburbs, but this kind of fiberboard type material. Press board. Press, yeah. press board. So it's, it's made look like wood, kind of like the LP siding, uh, but it's really just pressed kind of... Uh, material together that has like a, a need for paint essentially yeah, it was wood fiber glue yeah. and uh, compressed under heat yeah, yeah 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 it was an interesting product and over time again 80s they did a lot of experimenting um over time if it wasn't painted sealed properly yeah it was going to uh, puff up like uh, newspaper or cardboard. Oh, like a sponge. Like, like a sponge. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed, uh, so, and then on the installation of it, if it was installed properly, the wood nails are still just above the surface of the material. Mm-hmm. So I've seen examples of homes where the homeowner really bugged them and they went around and pushed all those nails back <laughs> to at the surface or below the surface, kind of creating these little cups mm-hmm. for water to kind of pool up mm-hmm. and uh, if the paint wasn't there you would see the material puff up around those nails yeah and once it starts um the material's shot right uh, well let's be clear too that it, it actually wasn't a terrible product that's it, fair it it still was very viable and you still can use it but it's more of a, a maintenance uh, awareness product yeah i always tell my buyers if they're looking at one it's it's definitely a surface you need to keep painted right yeah and if you do the product will continue to last uh but it's it's not something you want to neglect right yeah right and then the last one uh we had talked about the asbestos based uh lap siding uh you see it in the form of lap siding or uh shingles yep um i always that one's funny because if the house burns down i was like the the exterior just power wash it off. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, some people get a little weird when they hear that it's asbestos based. Um, but in terms of the quality, in terms of what it, it's it's going to be there for a very long time. I've seen houses from the, the teens and twenties and thirties have the exact same siding yeah. that that had it from you know eighty ninety years ago, yeah. and it looks the same. But there's four or five tiles that are cracked or broken. Which, right. Again, for a newer home, we are dealing with water intrusion. Uh, with the older home, uh, again, there's enough air moving through those walls that things tend to dry out. But you still don't want to have cracked right. shingles. Well, and the, and the same um, thought, too, on, on that lap asbestos siding, um, they were well known to not have very good insulation behind it. Yeah. So it's, it's, you kind of have a breezy house uh, yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. Um, but in terms of durability, you can paint it and you paint it again and in, it won't need to be painted in another 20, 30 years. Yeah. But you can Just don't ever hit it with a baseball. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> if you got kids, uh, not the type of siding that you want. Right. Um, so then, Joe, when we start talking about how do we wrap this up, I think as a uh, buyer, if I pose the question to you, you know, would a buyer, um, would they choose or not choose a house based on exterior you kind of lended uh to the conversation that it's more about expectation yeah i don't think it should be um picking a house because it, it has stucco or because it has a cement board 
Um, I think it has something to do with, you know, you're just trying to set expectations and you're trying to push uh, what is your maintenance level that you're going to have to do. Having a realistic expectation of over the course of your ownership, here's your level of involvement. Right. That's a better way to look at it. Yeah. Or my way of looking at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what the, the, that level of maintenance that you're, that's going to be involved in your ownership. You and I know uh, if there was one of these products that you sat there and would cause a little bit of hesitancy, we talked about knowing your client's uh, skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me personally, if I have a buyer that really, they're not very handy, at yeah. least at that point in their home ownership. Maybe that press board might not be the best material for them because it's something they need to actively stay involved in. Otherwise, it uh, escalates to an issue pretty quickly. And you can say the same thing about uh, the older houses in Crocus Hill or Minneapolis when it's built in the turn of the century. That wood siding, you know, can be a nightmare to paint every two or three years, and sometimes it takes that. Yeah. Um, so if you're not ready to be um, focusing on how much you're going to paint the house every couple of years, maybe that older house with the amazing charm isn't your cup of tea. Maybe we should find the one that has stucco instead. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And and then again with a product like wood, even if uh, the paint comes off, you've got a year or two before, unless it's a horizontal piece before <laughs> it starts to rot. Unlike that press board, uh, as soon as you have an opening. And that water gets in there. It's one season, right? It's an immediate issue. Yeah. And maybe some people are more familiar with it. They used to use the product for garage doors, which again are in the snow until you shovel or it gets hit with a a shovel and it gets scraped and you see the bottom of those garage doors start to uh, delineate and just crumble. Right. And that's what that fiberboard press board would do as well. Absolutely. Yep. So I think with that, we'll wrap it up. And uh, I think this was a great discussion. Yeah, this is great. All right. Look forward to more. A lot of information. Yeah. Thank you.